You're listening to Dirty Feet, a podcast from No More Radio. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. Hosted by, animé par, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon, et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Stay tuned. We're going to move you. Hello and welcome to yet another Dirty Feet podcast and today we have a very special episode and if I'm not mistaken probably our biggest. Um, we're surrounded by many, many uh, wonderful, talented people from around the world, whether it's from close by here in Montreal or um, all the way from Wales. So it's a really excited day for us Um Dance Roads, uh, Bande d'Essais Internationaux. Uh, it's a collection of works that will be presented from the 8th till the 10th of May at 19.30, so 7.30 at Studio Hydro-Québec du Monument National. Um, for more information after listening to this podcast, of course, you can visit danceroads.eu for all of the fun stuff, including bios and all of that. Um, already the 25th anniversary of Dance Roads, Uh, it's actually Tangente's longest surviving dance touring network project, which is quite impressive. Uh, so every two years, five young dance creators tour side by side in five venues, um, which gives them a chance to meet each other, to network, and to show their work in different uh, different locations. Uh, for some of these choreographers, it's their first time in Montreal, which is exciting uh, for us to kind of share this moment with them. Uh, we've got so many people here, uh, so I think what we're going to do is I'll ask the choreographer just to present yourself, so say your name and um, the title of the work that you're uh, here to present. So we'll start. Je suis Andrea, et mon travail s'appelle I Meet You If You Want. I'm Jasper, and I made quite discontinuous. Hello, I'm Joe, and I'm a choreographer, and I uh, created a piece called Dialogue, a double act. I'm Sarah Bronsard, and I created a piece uh, called uh, Ce qui émerge après 4 kilos. Et I am Taylor Troncy, and I choreographed uh, Je ne suis pas permanent. Wonderful. Um, so, as I said before, people from all over. We've got uh, Andrea, who's from Italy, which yeah. is uh, really lovely. Is this your first time in Montreal? Yes, this is the first time. First time in yeah. Montreal. And did you guys all arrive this morning? How... Uh, how jet lagged are you? <laughs> so put the listeners in context. Of <laughs> yeah, I was wondering whether to come today because uh, in moments before I was slurring, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so this is a, a platform that allows you to bring your work uh, to a whole different level. And uh, after reading some of your bios, and we won't go in detail for everybody since it's such a big episode, I realized that these are works that you've presented before and it's uh, a chance to give second life to the work um, I know uh, Sarah uh, 4 kilos oui en fait euh, c'était une pièce qui a été créée il y a deux ans 4 kilos mais euh, dans le cadre de la tournée Dance Roads en fait ça devait être une nouvelle création ou une reprise ah, une recréation parfait. donc tout le monde c'est un peu des pièces euh, assez fraîches en fait la plupart c'est des, des pièces comme je pense qu'il y a Asper aussi c'était à partir d'une création qui avait déjà été faite mais euh, c'était repris dans le cadre de la tournée donc on est tous euh, avec du, du matériel vulnérable un peu et fébrile. <laughs> so really giving a, a, a second life or, or a first life to, to a complete new work. Um, when you're, I guess we can say, remixing or revisiting a work that you've already created and giving it a fresh new start, what are tools that you've used to do that? And was this project, uh, Dance Roads, was, was this an opportunity to do it? And what pushed you to revisit work? I guess this would be mostly for Jasper. Yeah, it's quite funny because um, I thought it would be very easy. Um, we had a full evening performance and we just extracted the last 15-minute do-it out of it. And the task was to make a 20-minute version for it to go on tour. And I thought, well, we're just going to take it. We'll add some um, some things to the scene and, and we'll be there. But we missed so much information because we missed the whole 40 minutes before that. Um, in Cardiff, we kind of we did a research in Cardiff. All of us came to Cardiff for two weeks. And we were busy with uh, m some people started creation there, I think. Some people already had stuff when we got there. But it was really hard for me to find a new way into something that was already so established and finished. 
Um, now we accidentally had a falling out of a cast member, so we had a few days to retake it with a new dancer. And now we're at the point that it completely made sense because we have a new energy into the work. Um, it really, really helps me. It's not so far from what it was, but it is. there's a new sense of warmth within the piece and within the two guys that are quite close in contact with each other. Yeah, it's easier than I thought it would be and Cardiff was harder than I thought it would be. It, yeah. it was very interesting, yeah. <laughs> and, and what's interesting about that is that the theme of, of your work uh, is, is dealing with death and, and the different emotions that emerge through that. Um, and death could also be something of, of losing somebody. So it's interesting to see how you, you know, lost a cast member and how the work lived on and, and the emotions through that and how the work uh, evolves. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. It's we've been so busy with death, and when we started creating, yeah, we, when we started, it sounds horrible. It sounds, no, but when we started creating, we all in two weeks' time we got so depressed with everything that we did because we were so focused on death, and then at a certain point in the process, we got so cold about it. It it didn't become that heavy for us anymore. We got very abstract about it. So I don't even look at it as dealing with death anymore. It's more loss, losing losing a connection between two people. It's not so much death anymore, though that was the initial starting point of the concept and of the full evening version. It's becoming a little bit more dry. It's still interesting, though. Um, and for I have a question for Joe, actually. Uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about the influence of your work. I know that uh, there's a moving film that, that inspired the work and how you came across this film in if your work always has an outside source of inspiration. Yeah, the film that you're talking about is uh, called In My Language. It's by a lady called Amanda Beggs. And uh, she's actually um, an activist for rights for people with autism. But, you know, that sounds all very... Uh, sort of about... It's about communication, so it's about valuing... Um, different forms of communication which kind of rings quite well with me because like talking or speaking or a conversation is is not my first language actually I sort of consider my first language to be my body and physical expression and gesture and so um I think it, the piece was um it was a very nice thing to make it, it was because it was about communication I invited a lot of people into the studio and we played audience members and we played performers and um, I think it was very um, a sort of delightful way really to start a new creation we left it very open but it's just about making connections with people about meeting people and about understanding and also misinterpretation as well so um, yeah it's been very um, yeah it's been very fascinating to kind of create a new language for this and and what's interesting is it uh, about having audience audiences there it's some it's a kind of piece that really needs the presence of others watching so it's all very about um spontaneity and maybe uh something that's quite alive really in the moment and um and the, the dancers they they are yeah, they're very talented because they, it sort of reminds me of something of a stand-up in a way because you have to respond in the now. And so, uh, yeah, making about communication is so... Um, yeah, you want, to, you want to be able to say things clearly, but we're not always able to do that. <laughs> that was a very good demonstration of it. <laughs> <laughs> For this specific work, you've presented it before. Mm. We we did a sort of preview in Cardiff just before we came, and uh, we did a, a very nice program of work, all inspired by the film. Um, so, um, the film that we presented before that, before the live work, was called Watching, and it was really about. Um, watching small things, watching audiences and how they receive work. Um, and it's all you watch all these tiny expressions of people um, and you read into that, you read into what it is that they're watching. And then when the performers appeared, it was very nice because I felt that the, uh, the audience were very tuned 
to how to receive the work. Um, yeah, and, and I think it's quite a... There's something for the performers about taking the audience with them, sort of trying to um, carry, and, and I'm very interested in how this will go. Uh, oh, we, we work a lot with um, verbal language and physical language in the piece, so I'm very interested to know how um, the piece will uh, sort of be seen in all of these different countries that we're going to go to. Um, and also, I, I guess it's sort of part of the piece really is that uh, do how much do we understand without knowing the verbal language? So that that would be really interesting to see. Especially for a project like Dance, Dance Roads, mm. where there is this element of uh, globality to it, mm. of many different cultures, many different influences and approaches meeting together. Is this one of the things that brought you to apply for this project? I was asked to to to, um, to be a part of it. Um, I think I've been uh, making work a long time, but actually uh, I've performed a lot, so I guess my main income was through performing, so you always put your own work to the side, and now I'm beginning to sort of give it a bit more attention, and, and it's just a brilliant opportunity, really, to be supported in this way. It's So I'm very happy to be with this group of... <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited to see what they've done because I've seen them since the summer. So, yeah. Um, an interesting link with that, we've got communication through the body, uh, verbal communication. Um, and then uh, I'd like to jump over to uh, Je ne suis pas permanent. Um, so, to, I'm, I'm curious because we're talking about a whole different thing that, that's maybe not tangible, uh, whether it's memory or imagination. Um, so maybe talk about your approach and your work and how... Um, so in this piece, I, we try with Pauline, who is uh, the interpreter of uh, the performer of the piece. So in the piece uh, with Pauline, we try to find um, a way uh, how things emerge in the body, how mind uh, makes the expression of the body emerge and how it uh, falls apart and how it disappears. And... Uh, we specifically looked at uh, the um, idea of holding. So I, I have a sensation that I want to keep. I have um, I have a shape that I want to keep, and how it disappears. And what's my uh, what is her actually? Because it's more about what she feels. But uh, um, so I asked her like, okay, what do you feel? How how does it go? And can you make it last longer? So. What I work uh, with the concept of impermanence is more the feeling of attachment to the things that come and how much I want to keep uh, the things. It really refers to something that happened to me in my life uh, recently. My mother passed away a month, a year and a half ago. And when the theater in Bordeaux proposed to me uh, to make a piece, I was like, I wanted to work on this, uh, on death and belonging and feeling. Uh, connected to someone and, and loss, and I, I was not ready to uh, to really like go on my own and perform this piece. So actually, I asked like maybe this good opportunity to work with someone, and how can we express, how can we touch this issue, and this very in a translate it into another body, and not becoming less personal, but less. Uh, Emotional, like directly emotional to it, and how can we reach emotions in different ways? Um, so that's a, a lot of, of responsibility for uh, to pass on to your dancer, and, and you have to have a lot of trust with this person. Mm. How did you uh, go about selecting uh, Pauline as as your dancer for this this piece, which is so uh, closely, you know, very very personal yeah. to you? Uh, actually, the. I think it's so. It was so personal that actually I haven't shared that much about it. Uh, it's like pretty recently that I did share where it came from, and um, I have been very reserved in the in the way I uh, uh, we shared artistically. Uh, so it was more abs not abstract, but mm -hmm. I wasn't naming it that it came from um, from this event from in my personal, life, from my yeah. personal. So 
and more and more it's really like at the beginning of the process that's how it started and I feel the more we go towards the premiere which happens next week it comes back to like the essence so and uh, I will answer to the question just after <laughs> so actually the <laughs> uh, the first real emotion we shared like it was last week actually we had rehearsal first day of uh, starting and rehearsals and it's the first time I like I shared actually uh, something very personal about uh, that moment of uh, passing away and it was like it was the beginning and the end in a way like okay now we can actually start working mm. Mm. Uh, mm. and uh, something in me was resisting of really sharing and I think that's the piece really started last week actually to happen mm. and and I, and like the communication uh, with each other really like took a further step and how I chose Pauline I met her in a, I teach in Bordeaux in a professional dance education and she was a student and uh, yeah I found her very interesting in her proposition and how she was like she was very friendly and I really liked her so it felt like continuity of uh, of our relationship artistic relationship and uh, um, when the Globe Theatre in Bordeaux asked me to to make a piece and for this dance roads I was like I think she's the right person and uh, I think she's the right person for this project. And when you did share that, that more personal aspect of the creation, when you did say where it actually came from to her, did you feel that the work changed uh, the way she interpreted it? Or did you feel that she had grasped enough of an understanding of the work without having it alter her approach to the work? I think there is a big step that happened. And... Uh, especially because we worked on uh, physical states. And uh, first of all, she, the material, she really integrates it in her body and how it comes and how it emerges. And I like she feels more safe with it and uh, confident. So actually, like, uh, states and uh, it's very, th in a way, it's very theatrical. It's very how emotions emerge. So how it comes and makes her smile or it makes her anxious so she works really like live with this and I think to share intimacy like the more we go I, I think in the artistic relationship the the more we go with intimacy I think and vulnerability the more the, the further we can go and I feel we are getting further and further with that a really interesting word that's come back is this feeling vulnerable um, and I think coming into a country for the first time, the, the feeling of not knowing, not having necessarily your family, friends close, being uh, in a completely new scene. Um, and how I would love to know how, how that's been. And, and a week away from the opening, how, uh, how you guys are dealing with that. Hello, Laura. It's my name. Yeah, Hi. being vulnerable is a massive um, uh, state that we visit a lot as we're working and I think it's been really exciting to get to the point where sometimes you feel you feel vulnerable and you have that impulse to protect or to control and we're encouraged to maybe stay a few seconds longer in that place and you get this huge burst of energy and excitement from realizing um, something will be different because I'm not going to go and do what I always do and then from that oh shit what's, you know what, what's going to happen suddenly um uh, the space is different and your view becomes different and your relation becomes different. So to go to a new city and to have real newness around you, like voices and sounds and everything, um, is a charge for us. It's, um, and it's a good charge, it's excitement, because we know that we're looked after here, so it's exciting. It's not um, being dumped in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to stay, like that kind of change. It's like a welcome. So I think for us, we're buzzing we're like trembling buzzing really 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 pleased to be here is this the first location of the five yes. venues yeah and um are you guys all going to your hometowns mm -hmm. is that okay that's wonderful so donc, donc Sarah c'est bien pour, pour toi pour la première euh, d'être chez toi oui oui <laughs> <laughs> um, yes it's great because we all met in Cardiff for two weeks in September and it's I feel it's really, um, it created a really uh, strong sense of um, a family, I guess. We're all, and uh, I, I 
brought my baby in uh, Cardiff and he's coming on tour with us again. And for me, it's uh, when you talk about vul vulnerability, it's a really uh, intense uh, time in my life right now and feeling that I can bring my baby on, on the tour and that we're all there together. I feel it's um, personally, it's really um, powerful and uh, intense, <laughs> but beautiful. So um, I'm happy that we start here and then uh, we'll go on tour. Yeah, and yeah. Um, maybe let's talk a, a little more about your work yes, and about I, uh, I, your piece. Yes, I forgot to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect chance where we're in Montreal, and yeah. uh, and uh, it's the first stop of five. Yes. Um, so I guess everybody could take notes of like, oh, when we're in my hometown, I'm going to bring you guys here, or I'll show you this, you know, so it's... Uh, Uh, you're breaking the ice for this one yeah. and uh, talk about uh, your work a little bit. Yes. So <clears throat> it's uh, it used to be just uh, as Jasper explained, like it used to be just uh, redoing the piece that I created two years ago. But I guess um, because of all what happened in my life in the last year and a half, I well, mainly the, the, the maybe my baby is born and there's also a lot of other things going on in my personal life and I, I really needed to push aside everything and start from scratch, I would say. Um, and I thought I would... I, I didn't know, like when we were in Cardiff, I was uh, thinking I would do a completely new piece, but since then, a lot of things came back from four kilograms, the other piece, but I needed to leave uh, myself, allow myself to see what would come back uh, in itself and not force things to, to be in the piece. So the four kilograms, was, I was really interested in um, the, um, the amount of what we have to lose for uh, something new to happen, I would say. Like it was the four kilograms was the weight of uh, dead skin cells that we lose over a year. Like it's uh, around four kilograms. So I was interested in that. And also there was um, uh, the chicada, the insect, the um, its path, like its uh, path in life. It goes on the earth for many years and then it comes back, just uh, come out for two or three weeks just to reproduce and then it dies. And I thought that was... a Uh, an image that I loved and the sound was really interesting to me so for the four kilograms we built an inst a robotic installation and the, the robots were um, uh, vibrating like it's a mason jar top like they were vibrating the way uh, the muscle in the chicada moves to make the singing so uh, I was interested Uh, to work again with it. So for the new piece, I well, this is part of the piece again. And it's, it's funny because for four kilograms, it was about uh, reproduction and I had a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I got pregnant like a month after. So it's pretty uh, linked to my personal life, the, the pieces. And now I guess the ce qui émerge après is, um, um, I would say that it, It feels like I'm in the middle of a tornado, you know, in the center when it's very calm. But you know that if you move too much, you're going to get um, uh, to start to spin. So it's I think the piece is really about that um, attention, that really a lot of attention into what's going on uh, really close to you. And um yeah, I, I, I feel the piece is, a, is like a, maybe a meditation or... Um, on what's always transforming on the it's a, a constant transition I feel the piece is really about that always being in a movement like yeah I don't know if I answer the question <laughs> there's a lot of things to say but I think that's uh, maybe giving an idea of the piece We've mentioned the importance of building this community, this family, as you guys have mentioned, um, and creating these new relationships. And Andrea, ta pièce, en fait, is very much about relationships. Qu'est-ce que tu pourrais nous dire, justement, sur cette façon-là que tu as d'approcher les relations? Ça semble vraiment au centre, en fait, de, de ta création. Oui, je pense parce que, euh, en fait, pour euh, créer « I meet you if you want », j'ai parti avec je suis parti avec des des idées des 
j'ai pensé, j'ai ainsi questionné avec la euh, sur la l'importance que qu'ils peuvent avoir cette cet encontre dans dans la vie. Et comment cette cette genre de d'encontre de de mémoire et tout ça euh, reste euh, dans ta vie aussi quand la personne n'est plus là à ta côté. Donc euh, et puis dans la parallèlement euh, j'ai pris de, de petites suggestions avec euh, le, de la mythologie donc euh, euh, la, les mythes de, de, de l'androgyne de, de Platon et, et c'était ça donc j'ai cherché de créer la, euh, une image qui c'est une arch archétype quelque chose pareil, semblable et puis de, à partir de cela j'ai commencé à évoluer l'image et la bouger dans l'espace parce que je pense et je veux travailler dans cette situation, dans cette direction. Donc, partir d'une image très forte qui peut euh, toucher directement l'histoire, la, euh, la, la vie de la vie personnelle de chacun. Et puis, à partir de cela, euh, je cherche de euh, décrire la partie chorégraphique. Et quand même, et dans cette direction. Euh, j'ai commencé à penser donc s'il y a quelqu'un dans ma vie et puis il n'y a plus cette personne dans ma vie qu'est-ce qu'il y a premièrement il y a la la, la sensation physique d'avoir quelqu'un à euh, d'avoir quelqu'un de toucher quelqu'un donc la la possibilité de de le voir et de le sentir sur sentir on dit ça non? oui ok <rire> sur euh, sur les corps le poids et tout ça et puis quand il il, il va disparaître cette sensation peut peut rester aussi dans l'espace dans l'espace et dans la vie aussi parce qu'ils sont ensemble et donc euh, il va créer la une image une mémoire parce que j'ai cherché de travailler sur sur ça sur sur les mémoires en effet voilà <rire> Et au niveau de ta pièce, c'est quelque chose qui a été créé en collaboration avec tes interprètes. Euh, Est-ce que tu avais déjà une idée assez forte de cette approche? Oui, quand Mosaico Danza, c'est le partenaire italien qui m'a demandé de, 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 de proposer de créer cette création pour le Tour Dance Road. Donc, quand il m'a il demandé une, une nouvelle création avec deux interprètes, je pensais tout de suite à Manolo qui est notre danseur et interprète, performer euh, italien. Et nous nous sommes connus dans une autre pièce, euh, et dans cette pièce-là, qui s'appelle Noable, nous sommes co-créés. Euh, C'est une création à, en collaboration. Donc je suis chorégraphe, et Manolo aussi, il est chorégraphe. Pour cette création en particulier, Ami du Fiuant, je suis le, le seul chorégraphe, mais quand même absolument les <coughs> idées de Manolo et l'énergie de Manolo, ils m'ont aidé pour chercher de, de traduire les, les sensations et les idées que j'avais sur, sur un autre corps. Et ça, c'est très difficile, c'est très, très intéressant de voir euh, l'idée qui devient physique sur mon corps et puis chercher de la traduire sur un autre corps ça c'est très intéressant parce qu'en fait ça genre euh, dans l'histoire de ma pièce par exemple il y a un, un certain point une, une division parce qu'il y a s'il y a quelqu'un proche de toi et puis il n'y a plus cette personne peut-être aussi qu'il y a eu de, 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 des malentendus quelque chose qui qui, qui n'est plus qui n'est pas capable à à comprendre euh, je ne sais à comprendre et c'est exactement ça qu'il est qu'il qu'il est qu'il est arrivé dans la pièce parce qu'en fait mes idées mes, mes idées dans l'esprit et puis dans dans le corps ça devient une autre chose sur un autre corps et ça ça a été très intéressant et au niveau de la difficulté de de, de de partager en fait cet aspect-là de la création, de partager cette, cet aspect plus intellectuel de la création, mais de rendre ça compréhensible justement au public. 
Euh, en fait, ma question est un peu pour Manolo aussi. So how how was it to have to translate this this aspect of the of his creation out into a body, out into like a visual uh, way that people would understand? Yes. Speaking of translation, I can I, I translate uh, the. Cerco di capire quello che vuole Andrea per, per ricreare la stessa sensazione è, è un po' più difficile. Il a cherché, alors, euh, Manolo a dit qu'il a cherché de, de traduire mes, mes idées, mes sensations dans son corps, ce qu'il qu avait dit. Et... Oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Do any of you guys speak Italian? Or for when you'll be in Italy? Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, but how, many, how much, uh, or what's the schedule? It's actually really interested to know what the schedule's like. Right now, you guys are in Canada, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Hi, Carol speaking. Um, yeah, it's a five-week tour, starting in Montreal, obviously. Uh, and then on Sunday, we leave for uh, Bordeaux. And um, the artists are there for a week. And then they come back to Cardiff, where they originally met, um, for another week. Then uh, Turin. And we finish in Arnhem. Uh, I think that's on the 6th of June. So, yeah, it's it's about five, six weeks. So they're all traveling together as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun will be had, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. There's 13 in total. So, yeah, it's uh, unlucky for some. <laughs> 13 people traveling together, yeah. And in Montreal, we also have um, Emmanuel Grivet, who's the, um, the project mentor. So he's worked with each choreographer in their own countries, as well as uh, the two weeks when they're in Cardiff. So Emmanuel's working with Sarah this week, uh, and he's here for the, the premiere. And, and we'll just help to sort of shape and pull out the, the, the bits for, for each choreographer. But and then after that, they're, they're free. <laughs> <laughs> So far from what's been mentioned, a lot of the works uh, gravitate towards the choreographer's own personal experience quite a bit and something that is very personal. Um, and I guess presenting something that's really personal is already difficult, like you show a lot of yourself, but how do you feel showing it to a different culture, to a different country's audience compared to showing it to your audience that you might be a bit more familiar with? Is there something a bit more... Um, nerve-wracking to, to showing it to a different culture or do you feel that it's the same no matter where you go? Um, I'm Taylor. Um, I think it's uh, probably a big difference of audience. I mean, especially because each, I mean, I, I know that each theater has a specific audience uh, and each night has a specific audience so it's always different but I think with the cultural difference I have no idea what's funny if, uh, in my piece, for instance, there is a lot of uh, she really answers to the audience reaction uh, in the part of the piece and I have no idea because it will be the premiere so I have no point of comparison in a way I'm scared because it's a premiere but I don't know I'm not so much scared about the fact that we show it in Montreal with a different culture but at the same time uh, yeah I think in France could work I have no idea if it could uh, if it could work in Montreal we'll see on uh, Thursday I find it very interesting about the, you know, because of personal aspects and putting this on a stage. And, and I think it's, I think I'm used to this. I'm used to going through that, um, let's, let's call it vulnerability. Yeah. But the, actually, this is a, like a, it's a great step removed for me because I have two performers. I, I can sit back in the back row. I can watch this and, and I feel as though, Um, I'm more curious, actually. I'm more curious about how this will be received and whether people will play the game or whether they will, you know... Um, how, how can, can you take different audiences? Can you open yourself up as a performer? Can the work hold um, communication between different cultures? And, and I'm, I'm... Yeah, are we going to adjust the piece, I think, slightly along the way? And I think the piece will grow as well because... Um, it's, I think you can, yeah, coming back to this thing about stand-up, that 
when they'd go on tour, their their show is changing all the time. And I think that learning from each um, audience experience, and you will get a different audience the next day anyway, but I think you can um, create something that's uh, uh, solid enough as a performer, but also open and ready for anything. So, yeah, I'm curious. Jasper, by the way. Hi. I think it's also... I'm actually less stressed because I don't know the people. Um, so judgment is out for me. Um, I'm really relaxed with it. I, I think for the audience, it's quite exciting because it's, we all make very different work. So it's, it's really, you get a whole palette of five visions on how or what dance is or what movement is or what, what a performance is. So no, I think it's just really, really exciting. And I'm, I'm just curious to how people would react, but I'm, it's not so, I don't feel so vulnerable. It feels more like there's a little bit of a facade between me and the audience in Canada because I don't know who's going to come and watch. I don't know how they would react. I don't know what kind of audience the theater has here. So I could go and stress about it, but you could also just relax and say, well, we'll see what people think. No, it's, yeah, for me, it's more like that. I'm, it's really relaxing. That's the first time I've heard a choreographer say, you know, it's really relaxing to present my work. Yeah, but it's also, it's so in the moment. If we feel, we feel. If people don't like it, well, they don't like it. I mean, it happens. You cannot agree with everything as an audience. The only thing you can ask from an audience is to be open, perceptive, and willing. And if they are that, they can always find something they could enjoy. Or at least they could form an opinion or get something from the work. Yeah. Hi, Laura. And um, we did a little exercise before we came out here just two days before our first show where we had to do the worst show ever and we had to do the most terrible awful wrong show we could it was very bad so (laughs) such an interesting experiment like is this bad enough or what is really bad and um the question after the 40 minute dire (laughs) awful embarrassing thing which joe was brave enough to enough to like allow the time to let us do was well did you learn anything and we kind of learned that how much we respect the audience because it got to a point where there was only about five people watching and you felt like um actually you believe that you owe them something and it's not like um i have to perform like a like a um like a circle like a seal or something and i have to i'm show you my tricks actually felt like we're so glad that you're here and we actually we want to meet you in some way so halfway through the improv it felt like this isn't what i really want i don't want to reject you and tell you like is this not good enough for you go home or don't you like it stuff it you know it felt like (laughs) it felt like what can we give you like what is really here that i have that you that you want or that you're giving that i can receive and that's such a great thing underneath your nerves to realize that deep down you just want to meet some you want to meet them you want to meet something so now we feel that now that's our ideology like um yeah bring it on it feels much more like bring it on we we want to we want to meet you come to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's beautiful i i have a bit the same feeling like the process was really closed i was just working with the composer and we were like for months just together in the studio and we had a showing last week um, at the Maison de la Culture Pointe aux Trembles and it was really, really um, beautiful to see, like to to open for the first time what like, and people had words which I, I didn't because I had almost no distance with the work and I had a bit the same feeling as Laura described. I, I, I felt like... Um, it's a it's a it's a sharing like it's um uh, you share what all you have right now you know it's it's gonna evolve you know it's gonna change but you're extremely honest right now with what you have and uh, and I also feel like Jasper said that since it's so diverse the evening is so diverse that it's I have the feeling that as a show like probably the public will get a, a satisfaction somewhere if it's not in my piece it's gonna be in someone else's piece so I. I feel it's we're really it's a chance to be able to be in a show that's so uh, diverse and yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, Beth, 
one thing that struck me when we all met um, in the two weeks residency um, in Cardiff was that each of the choreographers has a really open and sort of a, a deeply investigative um, process and I think that will be clear no matter what um, they think of the, the final th process is that these people have really, really gone into depth in each of their own uh, areas or their own um, investigation. Um, so I think that that people will be able to see that and, and grasp something from it. So I think it's really exciting that people from completely different countries and backgrounds and experiences have that common thread um, running through. So, yeah, it's been really rich. <laughs> One of the things that was just mentioned was the richness of the program but that's also one of the difficulties when presenting something as part of a showcase is the audience uh, I mean not so much for the first piece but for the second, third, fourth fifth piece, the audience is already in a mood, there's already something that's been established previously so it's not a blank slate with the audience is this something that um, you have experience with of, of needing to reach the audience and bring them to something maybe completely different from the mood that they were in before, is this something that stresses you out? Is this something that you feel, maybe for Joe, that's something that you can actually use to your advantage, this this idea of like taking them out of the mold that they were in and playing with that? Is, is this something that has been running through your mind during the creative process or right before presenting? I don't actually know the order of the program. Do no. you know? I no. think I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop. At some First, point. I heard something with floors that need to be changed because I'm being difficult. Sorry. Um, I think you might be opening even. My per my piece works in any configuration. <laughs> no, basically, I mean, I think there's very strong identities for each work, and so actually, I don't think it's a problem. It's a, it's the sort of it's a, it's always a, a benefit, I think, for. Um, yeah, the color of each work is very clear and hopefully the audience will be taken from one place to the next very swiftly. So, yeah. This is a short answer because I'm talking a lot. I think straight away with our piece, you're not in Kansas anymore, I think. Um, I think it's we're enabled from the beginning to shift out of what would be a traditional like um, to do that. We don't have to prepare the things that we would normally prepare. You have to prepare a whole load of other things, actually. I think in a way, as a choreographer and as a maker, we can never take for granted how the audience will be. And as a performer as well, uh, like, I've been on stage and, like, my mind is running, like, this is not working, like, it's not, like, it's not happening. Uh, last night was better, and they were reacting more. And actually, I don't know. Like, I have no idea how the audience is perceiving the piece. And I think really, I think uh, as we said before, like I think it's just being open to whatever has to happen uh, will happen. You know, like, so I think faith or just let go. I would rather let go, let go to what needs to happen. We've talked a lot about the ideas behind the pieces um, and about the cultural differences also. But do you feel that there is a cultural difference in the body, in the way that the, the body is approached, in the way the body moves or how it speaks? Do you feel that um, this is something that, you know, can enrich in the work, uh, the, the, this showcase, Dance Roads, of, of seeing the, the different cultural approaches to the body? Well, I haven't noticed anything very different yet in, uh, in Montreal, uh, though I mean, I don't think we can, like, say uh, there is uh, this specific to this country, this specific to this country. I believe it's more about there is as many ways of moving as people, though we can make more cases and boxes but uh, uh, to create a language. Uh, I think I lost a bit your question. Uh, I need to... Can you say it in another way? So basically... Do you guys feel that there is a cultural difference in the approach to the body and the way the body talks, quote-unquote? And is this something that you feel enriches a process like Dance Roads, the fact that there's not only a merging of different cultures but also of cultural approaches to the body? Yes, per. Um It's very much what Joe said, that I really agree that the body is the first language in a way. 
and it's so intuitive. And I think that's what we all share mutually. It might express very differently or have a different form, but the language is not so different because there is a, there's a big sense of intuition when you create and when you move and when you're on stage. It's so in the moment. I think I think we all share that. I I, I don't see a cultural note there. Maybe the way we we perceive dance or movement or the way that we no, I, I think intuition is something that's very shared and very mutual, and I think that's not something that's cultural, at least for me. Yeah, I think it's a human thing. I think it's something that everyone has in common, really, um, no matter where you go. Um, I think maybe humour can be different, mm. um, and certainly the way you um, communicate with words, um, and perhaps that has some influence on how a gesture might come out, um, like me and Laura said in our process that we felt quite British <laughs> um, <laughs> at times <laughs> um, and maybe that's shifted now um, and maybe it will continue to shift um, because of the place that we're in um, but yeah I think movement and that, those sensations and things like that are things that all humans share so perhaps there's more common Go on, Jo um, I'm from Britain and I, I use my body and face a lot more than British people do in order to um, communicate with people. And I, I feel, and when we go to Italy with this piece, all will make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just, I, I feel like it's an important part of expression. And um, so actually the, the place that's kind of odd for me is, is reasoning for the piece is to do with Britain and how culturally, culturally we um, kind of quietened suppressed or whatever polite whatever it is that we want to be um i i'm interested um in um affecting um people at home equally so as i'm really curious about italy because or maybe we should have done spain <laughs> like um really um because when you talk about gesture and talk about um let's say the passion with how people speak and express themselves it's different for each country so yeah there's a lot to learn i think for the piece humor definitely it might not be funny at all here (laughs) we'll see okay uh carol um one of the things about the dance rose program is that uh each partner selects an innovative choreographer so we're not actually looking at choreographers to represent the scene in that particular city um, although they may well happen to so it it is more about that individual unique voice so it it is quite hard to sort of say this is the Italian approach or the French approach so each each artist is very unique to themselves so it's it's you know it's impossible to put a, a a label on it I think just to finish uh, to answer to this I would say in a dance field, I would say it comes from a lot from the background. So what did you do before? That uh, what, uh, like how you grew up and what's your body language with your family? And then it goes like uh, sports or not. You know, like everything like uh, comes and puts a stone to how I am now. And like what in dance education, no dance education, like uh, freelance and like every experience is like... Uh, uh, f- uh, f- uh, shapes shapes the uh, interaction with the body, and I would say, yeah, as I said before, like six, six uh, or seven billion of people, no billion, yes, billion of people is seven billions of uh, history of uh, body history and language history, and that's what we work on as choreographers to. Uh, challenge this history and how can we make a new one and new experience and even if i can add up on that <clears throat> i i feel we're all uh having a contemporary approach approach to dance because even me if i i trained as a flamenco dancers for t- 10 years but i i don't feel like i i represent <laughs> flamenco or i feel like we're all infused by what we did as taylor said but we we come with a, a contemporary look, and it's probably obvious to say, but I guess because we're it's such a, a open world. I don't know how you, we say that, but uh, now that there are so many sharing between the countries, that it, I think it's harder to to 
point what is uh, traditional or what is cultural, but it's more individual approaches. Maybe it's obvious to say, but I, I feel it's quite uh, present in all the pieces and how we look at the pieces. It's more individual approaches than country approaches. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Carol. Um, uh, what's interesting about this project um, is that it is sort of, it's for European countries and Canada. So there's sort of that international element. Um, and the fact that we premiere in Montreal, it really gives uh, you know, kudos to, to Canada. Um, and it's great that Canada has sort of maintained this essentially European network. Uh, they've, they're the longest running partner. Wales is the second longest. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a, a high five to, to Canada for, for keeping something that is essentially a European network going. And it's great that Canada has, you know, the, the, has reached out. Well, it's a, it's a real pleasure to have you all here with us today and um, also a pleasure to have the premiere be here in Montreal, the studio uh, du Monument National. Um, just a reminder, Dance Roads Bande d'Essai Internationaux is running the 8th, 9th and 10th of May um, at 7.30. Um, for more information, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you can visit danceroads.ue. No, EU. <laughs> danceroads.eu. <laughs> so used to .ca, guys. I'm sorry. Um, so it's the 25th anniversary. So uh, join us for this very rich um, and uh, diverse show. So thank you so much. And uh, merde. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Feet is recorded every week at the Montreal Improv Theatre. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Dirty Feet est produit et animé par Produced and hosted by Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Moret-Robert. You can find out more about our show at nomoreradio.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet and find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast. Vous pouvez écouter tous nos épisodes sur notre site web ou vous pouvez vous abonner également sur iTunes à notre podcast. Listen to past episodes on website or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, be sure to give us a rating and or leave a comment to help us spread the word. Tune in next week for a whole new show.